on this Friday, November the 3rd. Casey Gisclair here with Coach Brian Colley. Brian, I got some big breaking news for you here at the start of the show. All right, let's make sure I'm recording. You're recording? Yeah, I, I missed your good morning, so if you want to... <clears throat> good morning. And good morning to everyone in Southeast Louisiana. It is play-by-play -play coming to you live here on this Friday, November the 3rd. Casey just there with Coach Brian Colley. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Big breaking news. It's game day in Southeast Louisiana. We have got South Lafouche taking on Vanderbilt. The stakes are clear. You win, you're in. You lose, now you're probably going home. That's kind of a crappy situation. You know what else is a crappy situation? The fact that the Tarpons aren't at school right now because of a crappy situation. <laughs> yeah. The pipes are busted. It's not going to affect the game. South Lafouche will still be able to play and will still be able to host Vanderbilt tonight. Big keys. Meathead, I need you to get me more than 100 yards. I need you to get me to 1,000 for the season. Tarpon defense, I need you to tackle Jalen Coleman in open field. Easier said than done. No one's been able to do that all year, but I need one from you tonight. Around the area, Terrebonne, I need you to get a win tonight over Hanville. Get yourself that home playoff game. Thibodeau, you're taking on Destrahan. Good luck. God bless you. Uh, but, hey, stranger things have happened. E.D. White, guess what? About two years ago on Twitter, I said E.D. White is the best team in our area. All the St. James people reamed me. Ah, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Well, A, I don't consider St. James in this area, and B, I was right. E.D. White's going to beat the hell out of St. James tonight. They're going to finish the season undefeated. They're going to go into the playoffs with momentum, and tomorrow we're going to see who's tweeting the loudest. We've got home of Christian school playing for a home playoff game tonight. We've got so many big games. Assumption trying to end their regular season with a bang tonight. It's game day in southeast Louisiana. Whew. Can't wait. Big games. Um, oh, around the state. Around, my, yeah, my around God. the state, huge games yeah. and a lot. Of course, you expect that in Week 10. A lot of uh, playoff implications on, on the line tonight. No doubt about and it. There's teams you, you play for seeding, you playing to get in, and some are playing to stay in. And if you are like me, and you're probably in the same boat, at like 1 a.m. tonight, we're going to take a little sneak peek at the power ratings, try to do some loose math, and we should have a pretty good idea later on tonight, early tomorrow morning, of where this thing's going to all shake itself out. Yeah, because I think tomorrow there's only two games in the state. Wow, so and, yeah, and we're going to have a real good yeah, idea. Yeah, there's only then. two of them. So yeah, by midnight tonight, the team should have their scores in you're going to have a, a pretty darn good idea. We're high school football hot and heavy today. In the next segment, Chandler Guitros joins us in the segment. After that, we're actually going to Cecilia. Our buddy Dennis Gaines will join us. His team is 9-1. and one. They got another big win yesterday. We'll chat with him. Um, at the back end of the show, we'll talk some LSU, Alabama, and everything. But I would be remiss if I didn't mention two things here at the top. Um, the first thing that I want to mention at the top of the show is how much of a wonderful time we had yesterday at Terrebonne General Tri-Parish Media Day uh, where we talked about the local basketball team. You're making fun of me for wearing shorts. Are you taking it, off the jacket, it huh? It is hot in here. Yeah, hey. I, I know my, my home studio here, brother. Um, Tri-Parish Media Day was excellent. We had a great time talking to all the boys and girls basketball coaches in attendance. We had... 
not perfect attendance, but pretty damn close to perfect attendance, and we thank them all so much for their hospitality. Got me even more jacked up for high school basketball season, which will be starting real soon. Um, and then we would also be remiss if, my God, if we didn't mention just the unbelievable day that it was yesterday for our local volleyball teams. We had everybody win yesterday. Edie White wins in Division Three over Berwick. They're going to the state tournament in Lafayette. They punched a ticket to the quarterfinals. Vanderbilt gets a win over Lutcher. They punch a ticket to the quarterfinals. That's both in Division Three. Central Catholic, I know we got a big listener base in Morgan City. In Division Five, they punched a ticket to Lafayette, getting a win over Southern Lab. Um, Division One in the opening round, Terrebonne got a straight sets win over Bird. They're going to the second round. Central Lafouche, Coach Brittany Wells, we had her on earlier in the week. They went on the road and got a thrilling win over Southside. They won the first set 31-29. to Can you imagine the drama there? You played a 25. You got to win by two. They win the first set 31-29, to get a four-set win over Southside. They're going to the next round. They beat Dutchtown. Division two, Ellender wins in five sets over Edna Carr. Listen to the scores of these sets, 24-26, 26-24, 25-23, like – as close as you could get, all the way into the fifth set where Ellender wins a 15-9 fifth set victory over Carr. Ellender will now take on St. Thomas Moore. South Lafouche, in a, a game that um, was at home in the tank, they get a victory over number 20 Neville, 25-19, 25-23, 25-14. They're going to take on St. Scholastica this weekend. We also have... Morgan City still alive in Division Three. They already won their opening round game. They're playing their second round game today. CCA in Division uh, Five is still alive. They're playing their second round game today. All of those teams still have opportunities to go to Lafayette. Unbelievable the depth of talent to have that many teams make it to the second round of the playoffs. Unbelievable, man. Just great, great work from our local teams. They flexed their muscles yesterday. Everybody won. The only local team that lost was South Terrible, who was the number 26 seed. They weren't expected to win. Um, everybody else from our area got victories yesterday. Yep, congrats to all these volleyball teams. Great show. And, and the Lady Tarpons, my goodness, from the way they started off the season to the way they're playing now, they can go in tomorrow morning and uh, you never know. lose their opponent. St. Saint Scholastica. Uh, they, they can go ahead and, and give them a, a, a tough match, and who knows? But uh, congrats, Coach Jamie Sheremy did a tremendous job once again this year with that Lady Tarpon volleyball program. The goal to me, and this is very simplified and it's very easy for me to say because I've never really coached at a high level, but to me the goal of being a good coach is taking a team and leaving them better than you took them. South Lavouche was 1-11. Now they are one win away from going to the state tournament. There's no question that Coach Jeremy, by my measure of what a good coach is, has made that team better throughout the course of the year. And I asked her yesterday. I said, Coach, if when, when y'all were 1-11, if I would have told you, hey, you'd be one win away from the state tournament, what would you have said? She was – What a great answer. Yeah, she said, you know, hey. <laughs> I I wouldn't be surprised. You know, hey, I told them, you know, hey, we just got to believe in ourselves. We got to keep pushing. We got to keep fighting. And 
they never doubted themselves, and uh, they started to get a little bit extra buy-in, started to win some of those close matches that they were losing, and uh, there you go, one went away. Yeah, and look, early on, they did not have the buy-in. They had problems, and look, I tell you this all the time. You have to have a good locker room yep. in order to have success, and early on, if you want to be honest, they did not. They had some internal problems, they got a grip of it, of it, and look what happened. Yeah, no doubt, man. It's unbelievable. Amazing. Unbelievable. And, uh, look, kudos to we, – we spoke about it yesterday, but we're going to have to mention it again today. Cross-country team at South Fuge High School, the boys, first place in regional. Regional champions. Heading on to state. You also have a couple of girls that qualified uh, for state, so great job to Coach Eric, Zach, and Brendan Adams on uh, – Getting our cross country program back to where it was, man. That's been a um, it's been a hell of a of a fall, man. I mean, I know swimming's doing their thing, and they've got several swimmers going to state volleyball. One win away, football's having a good season. Whether whether they make the playoffs or not, they have doubled their win total from the previous year. Got a chance to triple their win total tonight. Uh, whew, one heck of an athletic year so far uh, down the bayou, and it's been certainly very fun to watch. Let's catch a break. When we get back out of the break, we're going to ask Coach Chandler Guitros. Um, I don't know. If- <laughs> well, we can go so many <laughs> He may have seen oh. some things today based on some of the things we're hearing around campus. We're hearing that there is poo falling out the stairs, and we're hearing all kinds of stories. We'll, uh- yeah, challenge our number two guy. <laughs> <laughs> We'll go inside the stinky situation in the next segment. It's play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health for the sick, the elderly, and the homebound. Our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dofriendlumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. 3T Oil Change is an efficient quick-loop service that offers oil changes for gas and diesel engines, brake tags, tire sales and services, engine and cabin air filters, bulb replacement and wiper blades with the convenience of a drive through No appointment necessary. 3T Oil Change on Main Street and Cutoff. Call 798-7401. Proud supporter of South LaFouche Sports. 3T Oil Change says, Go Tarpons! As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets with cages and certified safety slings for easy maneuvering. Also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville Reserve, Odessa, Texas, and Pascagoula, Mississippi. Visit joeseptic at viscom.net.
Welcome back to Play by Play. We want to thank our sponsors today, the Blue Boot Foundation, Golden Motors, where price is priority located on Highway 3235 and Cutoff, Dufresne Building Materials, experience the Dufresne difference with eight locations in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Belchase, Luling, Slidell, Araby, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. We thank them all so much for their support. We go to the phone lines for the first time today. And we have South LaFouche baseball coach and assistant football coach, Coach Chandler Guitros on the line. Coach, good morning, man. How are we doing? Hey, Casey. Doing good. How y'all doing? You're not doing good, <laughs> man. <laughs> well, hey, look, uh, my grandma always said it's, it's better to be uh, pissed off than pissed on. And uh, I guess that's the situation we're in right now. Yeah, dude. Look, man, um, y'all have been through some weird stuff. Uh, storms and season cancellations. And uh, I'm sure that you guys didn't have, you know, Poo-poo falling out the stairs on the bingo card. Kind of a wild day at school today, bro, but you guys are off early. Tell us about what, what you guys experienced today. Yeah, well, I uh, just kind of got word and uh, heard some shouting down the hall at some point and, uh, you know, uh, had to keep the kids in our classes, wasn't moving around too much, and then uh, we got a call that we'd have to, uh, you know, cancel school for the rest of the day. It's uh, obviously not an ideal situation, especially on a game day, but uh, we're going to do our best. Uh, the boys uh, are home right now. We're going to get it back to the field house at 2 o'clock and uh, try to keep it as normal as possible. Yeah, you answered the question that I was going to ask is, are you guys allowed in your field house? And it sounds like you guys are going to be able to uh, get back in there. So in terms of, you know, the routine, um, shouldn't be thrown off too, too bad, right? No, no, it should be good, man. Our kids are going to be able to come back uh, later this afternoon right now. You know, kind of got a morning off. Hope they're doing the right thing, uh, you know, resting up and, uh, you know, keeping their mind right. That's, uh, I know if I was a 16, 17-year-old kid and I got to go home at 10 o'clock on a game day unexpectedly, there's all kind of things going through your mind. So there's, that's obviously a concern. But uh, we'll get them back and uh, treat it as normal as possible. Awesome, dude. Um, your junior varsity slash freshman group um, wrapped up their season, didn't have a game this week. Uh, tell us kind of your lasting memory, some of the things you're most proud of with that group, man. I know that the, with the freshmen, uh, which is what you were most heavily involved in, some good players, man, some kids that really made an impact. Yeah, it was. And, look, it's a shame that we just didn't have uh, as many numbers-wise to be able to get through a full season healthily. But I, I really do think that we made the right call uh, combining uh, just a couple of those games. Uh, health-wise, you get a little worried with depth. Um, but, look, they, they performed well when they got to the JV level. The, the guys who were ready for that level absolutely shined and uh, were able to fill in a couple of holes that we were kind of lacking with the older kids. So, uh Look, it, it was great. Uh, guys got to perform at a little bit higher of a level, and we really competed well. You know, uh, outside of that Lutcher game, uh, you know, pretty much every other game we were in, offensively we were able to sustain drives. I thought Kentrell Shepard, uh, you know, not to say a star was born, but I think he really got to show under those uh, under those lights at the JV level, and uh, I think we saw a little bit of that against Ellen. He's going to be a really good one. Uh, kids like Carter Cantrell absolutely performed well at the, at the JV level. Cohen St. Amant, I don't know if he had double digits touchdowns on the year uh, combined with freshmen and JV, but it was pretty close. Uh, defensively, guys like Braxton Pete, uh, guys like that that are all going to be special teams contributors tonight and uh, we really have a bright future. So uh, definitely uh, a lot to look forward to, especially when you think about we had three of those freshmen starting on the varsity level. Uh, throughout the whole year. I think we have a good core to build on for the next several years. Man, I mentioned actually during our last broadcast in the game against Ellender that 
Uh, oh, about five, six years ago. Um, longer than that. Probably about closer to 10 years ago. South Lafouche was playing a road game at HL Bourgeois. Uh, when Coach Skeens was here, the Tarpons got a big old lead, and in the second half of the game, it's running time. They pop in a freshman running back by the name of Corbin Allen, and he just starts running wild. That's kind of what I saw from Kentrell. It reminded me of that night. He comes in late, and it's garbage time, but he's running hard. Nobody told him it was garbage time, and he didn't seem spooked by playing on that level at all, man. He looks like a kid that, look, I know we got Meathead for another two years, but well, we got a loaded backfield for the next several years, don't we? Yeah, we really do. And uh, I remember specifically that night with Corbin. I was my last year as a freshman coach before I moved on to the varsity level a little bit. And, uh, you know, just kind of promoting, hey, guy, all season coach, we got to get this kid in the game, got to get this kid in the game. And then after that showing, I think that he was in our starting lineup pretty much the rest of the year as a slot receiver and a running back. Um, but you, you see it's, it's different skill sets, but, uh, but with Ken Trell, man, I, uh, he's the real deal. You know, he's, he's a good power runner. He runs the offense well. He, uh, he knows when to press a hole, when to break, uh, when to get north and south. And uh, I think, yeah, like you said, you saw a lot of it. Uh, he belongs at that level. Uh, you know, if, if we don't have a guy like Meathead right now, that's a guy that might have been getting uh, Friday night carries pretty early on in the year. So uh, definitely excited to see. I think that he's got a potential to be a great one. No doubt, brother. Look, man, you guys did something fun earlier this week. You got the boys together, got them in costume, played a little wiffle ball. Uh, that's some team building, man. I know that that's something that the kids are going to remember for the rest of their lives, bro. Yeah, it was, and that's uh, Coach Bucky Angelette really uh, pushed for us to do that. He's been pushing uh, since last year. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it's it's getting everybody together and uh, having fun because so much of what you do, especially in off season. What we're doing with our baseball guys right now isn't fun. Coming out, throwing every day, working med balls, working weighted baseballs, uh, hitting in a cage when you don't have a game for five months, you know, that, that's not particularly fun. So uh, I, I think that's part of what keeps kids interested. It's not the same generation whenever, uh, whenever I played or uh, people before me. It, it has to be fun for these kids. they got to look forward to coming to work every day. And uh, something like that was just uh, something that Coach Buck uh, kind of pushed on for us to do, and I'm glad we were able to do it, get the boys some pizza, just come hang out and uh, goof around for a couple hours. Who had the best costume, brother? Oh, seeing Lucas Guidros in a pickle, that was uh, that kind of had me tickled <laughs> a little bit. That, that, that was pretty good, man. Dude, we just flipped the calendar over to November. That means we're another month closer to you guys, um, you know, getting roaring. I know we still got the winter sports to get through, but you know how time flies, man. Like, it's going to be another couple play-by-plays on a Friday, and you guys are going to be opening up your jamborees. And, like, we're, we're, we're getting close to being right around the corner, man. Yeah, we really are, man. And now, especially with the new rules that we, uh, that we have, that we're going to be able to start practice early. We're not going to go full-on. Uh, you know, team actually having practice for two and a half hours every day. I'm trying to not burn kids or coaches out. I think that's important as well. Uh, but we're going to be doing something every single day at Eddie Blanchard Field. So, uh, yeah, as soon as football ends, we're we trying out. And uh, coming out to Thanksgiving, we're going to be kind of rolling from there. So, uh, yeah, definitely it flies by quick. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's keeping up. you got to be able to keep up. Everybody else is going to be doing it. So that there ain't no uh, – me telling my wife, hey, I'm gonna take a couple of weeks off. Let's do whatever. It's, it's no, we got, we got to grind if we're gonna keep up with everybody else in the area, which is truly become, I, I think, the best uh, outside of that uh, Lake Charles area, the best area in the state for baseball. So, uh, definitely looking forward to uh, seeing what we got getting back up there and competing. 
getting our kids a little stronger and uh, rocking and rolling come February. Monday is the day that we might get some information on whether you guys are Division One or Division Two. I know this year you're going to be Division One, but Monday we might get some information because they're releasing the district proposals. Have you heard anything? You know, have you heard coaches gossiping about anything? What are some things you're expecting to see on Monday? Yeah, look, uh, right now it's going to be a coin flip. Uh, I asked Coach Gouger the other day, actually, what he thought, and he actually took the coin out of his pocket and flipped it. You know, it's, uh, <laughs> it could go either way. And, and look, a, a lot of people, uh, we, we really want to be in Division Two, obviously, and that's why a lot of people might have got confused whenever we had our vote uh, with the select-non-select -select ruling, and we were only the, one of the few schools locally who voted uh, no on that. It was because that gave us a better chance to get in Division Two. You know, it's as simple as that. That the way the numbers are, the more schools that are higher than you that are going to be playing in the non-select, the better chance you had of getting into Division Two. So that's kind of where uh, we stood on that. Uh, you know, uh, coin flip. Look, it's uh, like I said a couple of weeks ago, man. If uh, if we're going to be competing against those guys in the playoffs, baseball-wise, with E.D. White coming into the district, Lutcher does not want to leave the district. So I'd really prefer to play in the 5A district because we're going to be Division One. Uh, I know it's not the same for all sports, but I can speak for myself. Uh, you know, you look at E.D. White, Lutcher, Vanderbilt, South Terrebonne, and Assumption, who I think is as good as any of them, uh, in your baseball district, we could be, you know, fairly, uh, I think, better in the 5A district. So uh, either way, if we're going to be Division Two, I want to play in the 4A district. If we're going to play Division One, I'd rather play in the 5A district. But uh you know, the numbers are what the numbers are, and we'll see what happens. Very, very interesting times. You know I can't let you go before asking you to give an LSU-Alabama pick. Huge game coming tomorrow in Tuscaloosa. Are the Tigers going to pull it out, brother? Yep, man. Uh, I'm thinking 38-34, Casey. I'm taking Tigers and the over. Uh, and I base that purely on being a homer because <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> Alabama does have the better roster, but LSU will have the best player on the field. So uh should be exciting, man. Sounds like a winner, man. Thanks so much for the time, bro. We'll chat again next Friday, Ponda. Yes, sir. And y'all give Coach Gaines my best, man. He's uh, he's a guy who uh, I'm very proud to be a part of the Dennis Gaines coaching tree. I'm not in my position without him. And whenever we played Cecilia this year, he actually came out to all three games and had very complimentary things to uh, say about our program. Love that guy, and we're not here without him. Yeah, we sure will tell him you said hello, brother. All right, man. Y'all have a good one. Yep. That is Coach Guitro is doing an excellent job, as always. Um, I didn't realize that Dennis had gone and support, you know, like that. That's awesome. Um, they're 9-1. and one. They're currently seated at number three. <laughs> uh, opening round by, um, I was just doing some Twitter research. Uh, Dennis had a back yesterday. Well, actually, not a back, a quarterback who maybe plays like a running back. 445 yards last night. The kid runs like an animal. Um, Diesel Soleri is the name. Um, Cecilia's got a shot, bro. And I'll tell you this. I often say, you know, I don't know how I would react if South LaFouche ever won a state championship and I was on the call. Well, I say that. I do know how I would react. I'd be crying like a baby. But second on the list, I want my buddy to win one, man. They've been close. I, I want my buddy to win one. I would love nothing more than for Dennis and Cecilia to bring home that Division II non-select championship. If Assumption can't do it, uh, hopefully Cecilia does. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to have the aforementioned Dennis Gaines. His team got a big old win yesterday, beating a quality opponent. They beat Iowa, a seven-win team, 55-35, to heading into the postseason 9-1. and We'll be right back after this. It's play-by-play. 
While inventory is growing, prices are dropping at Golden Motors. Come to Golden Motors and check out the new 2023 Chevrolet Silverado with the all-new technology and improved great fuel economy. Whether you're looking to tow your boat or camper, or if it's just you for your daily commute, the comfort and towing capability is there for you. Check out the new 2023 Chevy Silverado at Golden Motors, 15101 Highway 3235 and Cutoff, the back road, 325-1000. Chevy, find new roads. Price is priority. Energize your business with Bayou Black Electric Supply in Homa. When you're elbow deep in a job, the last thing you need is to lose time and money fetching electrical supplies. Bayou Black Electric will deliver your items to the job site. There's daily scheduled service throughout South Louisiana, Lafourche, Terrebonne, Morgan City, New Iberia, and Lafayette. Plus the River Parishes too. If you need parts, call Bayou Black Electric Supply. 985-223-8807. Highway 311 in Homa. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Maritime Safety Solutions, LLC, specializes in portable fire extinguisher sales, inspection, and service. They provide tests of CO2 fire suppression, NOVEC systems, fire detection systems, water mist systems, and safety relief valves on marine vessels. Conveniently located minutes away from Port Fouchon. Our service technicians have a dependable reputation by outstanding service to the marine industry. Stop by Maritime Safety Solutions, LLC, 14626 West Main Street, Cutoff, or call 985-632-7233. There were a lot of big Thursday night games last night, including one which involved our partner. Oh, uh, Dennis Gaines over at Cecilia. They got a 55-35 to win over Iowa. They finished their regular season 9-1 and and put themselves in a really good position to maybe get an opening round playoff by in Division Two non-select. Coach Gaines is on the phone lines now. Uh, Dennis, good morning, man. How are we doing? Oh, I'm doing great, man. How are y'all? You're doing fine, bro. Uh, big night for your team last night. You finished the regular season strong, um, playing some good ball, hang 55 on a quality opponent. Got to be awfully proud of the kids, man. Yeah, we are, man. They, they've they had a great year. They've continued to improve every single week. I think we get a little bit better. Um, so I, uh, that's, I think what's unique about this group is they, they just continue to get better, and I still don't think we've played um, – our best football yet we we got a lot of things we can get better at so uh hopefully they'll continue to improve 
Have you done the math, bro? Like, I know you guys are sitting at number three right now, but have you figured out, you know, hey, if Assumption wins, if West Feliciana wins, like, are you guys confident that you might stay in the top four? Or is there a chance that you guys might be just on the outside and have to play next week? Man, I don't know if you remember this about me, dude, but I would, <laughs> I never, I hate hearing about it. Like, because <laughs> it was, you know, if I start looking at it, it'll drive me bananas. Like, I'll just start trying to figure out the math, and I know I'm wrong because I'm terrible at math, but. Um, so last week somebody let it slip that we were at where we were at or whatever. And then someone told me last night we were three, but you know, I've learned that like, you know, it's hard to figure out and, and, and any one little thing can change it. And it just seems like there's not, there's not anybody that knows exactly how it works. So, uh, I don't know. I heard we could be three or four. I heard we could be anywhere from three to, to six. So, uh, I mean, we'll just kind of got to see where it happens and what happens and where we end up. Well, that, that leads to a very in- interesting question is, look, we asked Coach Will Broussard of Assumption earlier in the week, because they're in about the same situation as you guys. They're right on that border of maybe getting a bye, maybe not. And we asked Will, we said, Will, do you even want it? Like, you know, your, your team's rolling right now. You're playing great ball. Like, it feels like momentum-wise you'd want to keep going. So I'm going to ask you from your perspective, heck, you guys have won eight games in a row. Do you even want to take a week off? Man, I, I, I guess you look at it two different ways. If you got anybody banged up, you, you would like to do that. We're, we're luckily pretty healthy. Um, but, you know, with our group, I'd almost rather play just because, um, you know, it, it is at times with this group, uh, they do get better and improve every single week. But also sometimes it's, we drag them kicking and streaming through that process, you know, and it's, um, you know, I just don't know because I've never had a buy. Where does the focus of the kids go? You know, what's the best way to practice that week um, and, and remain focused, even though you know there's nothing on Friday. So, uh, you know, I think maybe for the betterment of our kids, I just I think it's there are at least this group of kids that I think it would be ready to it'd be better to play, but. Uh, we're willing to do whatever it does. You know, whatever happens, happens, and we'll take what we get and and uh, hopefully uh, just keep improving. Dennis, you guys have a very special player in your offensive backfield. I hope I'm going to pronounce this name right. Diesel Solari or Solari. Last night, That's it. four Solari. yeah, yep. 445 yards of total offense, six touchdowns. I'm watching some of the highlight videos. That kid is an absolute animal, man. That's a big weapon in your on your arsenal. Yeah, he's a uh, you know he's he's very shifty. He's one of those guys that just don't come around very often. You know, um, you know he's surrounded by a lot of good football players, also, which I think is what makes it so difficult to defend our offense. Which um, you know, Clint Harrison runs our offense. He does a great job. Uh, but man, it's it's a lot of talent. Uh, obviously, he's the guy that that's pulling the trigger and that's um, kind of making it go. Uh, but he's he's a special player. It's just he gets it, there's just a point in the game, and there's sometimes a point where he just refuses to be tackled, and and uh, it, when he gets to that point, you're just not going to get him down. So um, he did some pretty special things last night um, that you don't see a lot, you don't see very often. So yeah, we're we uh, we're very lucky to have him, and I wish I could say uh, you know we taught him everything, but you know <laughs> as God given ability. So yeah, he does a great job for us. Your defensive group, uh, maybe not their best showing last night. They gave up 35, but look, Iowa's a really good team. Heading into oh, the postseason, yeah. tell us about your defense, man. Well, one of 
those was a scoop and score. Unfortunately, we uh, we fumbled and they picked it up and scored. Um, we gave them a short field uh, a couple times with some interceptions, but uh, I thought defense played well for for the caliber of team that we played. Uh, and you know, the, it's it's a young defense, and we're we're in a, a scheme I've never run before, and they've never run before. So uh, it's a, been a learning experience for all of us. Uh, it's just more of a three man front, and we do a lot of things that are a little unorthodox. Um, but the kids are starting to get into a groove. And, uh, you know, we started the season giving up 27 and then followed by 46 or something, you know. And then uh, and I think we were averaging uh, giving up, I don't know, 15 or 16 going into this one. So they've really uh, they've really stepped up their game and learned how to play the defense. Uh, and, yeah, you know, Iowa's a really good football team. So uh, they're, not, they're not easy to uh, keep out of the end zone. But uh, we were able to do it just enough to get the, the victory. So what does Friday look like for you, man? Are you gonna, you know, stay home, relax, get a little extra R and R? Are you gonna go around the area, you know, watch a game, or are you gonna listen to the Tarpons on the radio tonight? They got a huge game tonight. Well, what are you gonna be doing tonight? Well, man, come on, you, you we've met before. I know. I probably, uh, <laughs> I always plan on getting out and going watch a game or relaxing or something. But I'm pretty sure I'll end up in the office, uh, probably either listening to the Tarpons or finding a game to stream or. Uh, you know, cleaning or, you know, doing something that needs to be done in the uh, the locker room. Who knows? Uh, not much has changed with me over the last few years, brother. You know, yeah. <laughs> you know kind of how I roll. So uh, it's it's uh, 100% football all the time right now. So probably I'll probably be in the coach's office waiting for every all the results to come in. There you go. Well, that's a 100% chance you in the office. <laughs> not no problem. <laughs> Coach, uh, playing on a Thursday night, uh, week 10 does that give your team uh, an advantage an extra day off to uh for the playoffs the following week yeah i think i think we uh we did that by design coach uh you know coach tommy johns over at iowa and i, and I agreed that we both kind of like playing on thursday that in the week 10 uh just because you get an extra day of rest uh, most people are banged up a little bit and um you know you like that extra day to kind of you know give the kids off before you try to make a run so uh, we, you know, I think we did that by design. If I remember correctly, we talked about it because um, I was able to get other officials for Friday night if if we wanted them. And I called Tommy and said, "Man, I'd rather play Thursday." And I think he said the same thing. So we just went ahead and did it on the Thursday. We did the same thing last year at their place. Panda, uh, Monday we get the new district proposals and we learn who's going to be going where. Uh, we obviously have a pretty good idea of what it might look like here in the Bayou region. Are you guys expecting any big changes out in southwest Louisiana or pretty much status quo? Man, I wish they would change. I think it'll be – I think we'll add, maybe add one, uh, maybe a unit or, or somebody, something along those lines. But uh, I wish they would do it either – you know, I wish they would mix it up a little bit and – make both districts a little more competitive and, and uh, kind of, you know, spread out. You know, everybody's so concerned about winning a district championship, which, uh, you know, if you remember me, I, I just don't put a lot of stock into that. But, um, you know, I, I'd rather play, you know, a, a bigger district with, with really quality opponents. Um, you know, and, and each year you're fighting for that title. It means a little bit more, but um, – you know, we'll, we'll probably say the same. What, what's it going to look like with y'all? What, what, what does it look like y'all going to be? So uh, E.D. White is moving up to 4A, so we're probably going to be adding them to the district. The only question really is 
whether they just add them outright or whether they add them and take Lutcher out. That's pretty much the only drama. They may move Lutcher to a more Baton Rouge-based district, but uh, it does look like E.D. White will be coming in, which they're 9-0. So. <laughs> yeah, they're good. Yeah, I saw that. They, uh, they got a big one, too. Um, uh, shoot, who are they playing? St. James. St. James. Yeah, yeah that'll be a big game. Yeah, well, sure. and and the big question is, will they keep us in Division One for the playoffs or put us back in two where we belong? Right, right. Yeah. Look, dude, I I got to tell you, give you a little inside information. We've seen some of these Division Two non-select teams. Lutcher, uh, amazing defense, athletes all over the field. Assumption, two-headed monster, quarterback and running back. The running back is Brandon Jacobs' son, so that tells you just about everything mm-hmm. you need to know. So, man, you're uh you got a couple of teams that we're familiar with. If you match up with any of them, give us a shout, bro. <laughs> Absolutely, I'll do that. You know I will for sure, dude. We look. We thank you so much for the time. Keep up the good work. And uh, before we let you go, in the last segment, Chandler Gitros told me to tell you uh, best of luck and uh, wishes you guys nothing but the best. And uh, he said thanks for everything that you've done for him throughout the course of his career. Oh, man, I really appreciate hearing that. Uh, man, I, I was looking at. Uh, I was talking to Brock when he went over there and uh, just telling him about all the guys that are coaching there and. Uh, yeah, it just brings back memories. You know, he said the same thing, and uh, always, always miss y'all. Always think really fondly of, of uh, South Lafourche, that area. And I'll be listening to y'all tonight, man. Yes, sir. Have a great day, buddy. All right, you too. Yep. Thank uh, you. Coach Dennis Skane's doing a great job. They're nine and one. Um, he says he doesn't do the math. I do. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if they're going to get a buy. If Assumption and West Feliciana both win. I think Cecilia is actually going to drop down to number five. But West Feliciana is playing a 7-2 Plaquemine team. So if they lose, then Cecilia. It's always interesting, right? Now, this is the second coach that we've had on this week that we've asked them outright, do you want it? And Will was like, eh, yeah, I don't know. Kind of we're hot. I kind of want to keep going. Dennis kind of said the same thing. I don't know how crazy these schools are about having to sit out and break the routine. I think a lot of these teams would rather have the extra playoff game. Yeah, oh, most definitely. You want to keep uh, things rolling. I, like with uh, Coach Skeens and all do, I think it's a great thing where play on, on a Thursday, that extra day off, I think it helps you uh, instead of a whole week off. You know, uh, you want to keep things rolling. We had some big results around the state last night. I'm going to tell you some of those results here and before we wrap up. We're going to go to Coach Brendan Adams, by the way, in the next segment of the show to talk some tarp and cross country. Um, but last night we had Acadiana defeat Barb 57-6. to Boy, what a postseason uh, tune-up for them. Airline, a team that if South Lafouche gets in, may be a possible round one matchup. They get a 47-8 win over Southwood. Uh, John Arid beats Bonneville 34-0. Catholic High defeats Zachary 35-28 to in overtime. Some interesting things happened there. Did you see that? No, did not. There was a 15-yard penalty in overtime on Zachary. And the Catholic high coaching staff actually broke out a rule book, gave it to the white hat official, and that's how they decided, okay, we're going to move the penalty to the 25-yard line. So Zachary's overtime drive started 15 yards farther back. They were not able to convert. Catholic gets a 35-28 win. Lots of drama about that. Sulphur gets a 35-22 win over Como. East St. John, boy, beep, beep, beep. They're backing into the playoffs. They've lost three in a row, 56-19. They get beat by Holy Cross last night. Um, Nish beats Lafayette 33-22. Good win for Nish last night. Uh, We go to 4A. 
And I can tell you that Cohen defeated Ben Franklin 50 to 27. De La Salle, hello, somebody. They got a 37 to 14 win over Booker T. Washington. Huntington, 44. Bozier, 6. Cecilia, 55. Iowa, 35. Um, Douglas gets a forfeit win over Carver. Huntington, 44. Bozier, 6. Tioga, 46. Grant, 6. Um, McDonough, 35. A forfeit win over Warren Easton, who has tapped out for the rest of their season. Boy, what a mess Warren Easton's season has been. Nard DeSoto, 64, Northwood of Shreveport, 29, Riverdale, 42, Kenner Discovery Health Sciences, 6. I'll tell you about Tioga and Grant. We move to 3A. Jewel Sumner defeats Amit, 14-6. Patterson gets a 28-26 win over Berwick in a local game. Madison Prep, they're in that Division two select bracket with E.D. White. No, ain't nobody talking about them. I wouldn't want to play Madison Prep. They get a 54-0 win over Collegiate Baton Rouge. Um... Let's see, Kennedy and Sophie B. Wright, I told you about. Uh, University Lab, 55, Parkview Baptist, 21. University Lab rolls into the playoffs. And then in 1A, we had a local score of note. We had Covenant Christian fall to Centerville, 36-23. to 23. I think, I'm going to go back to go preps here, I think, CCA is still comfortably in, but boy, they had an opportunity the last couple weeks of the season to really improve their seating and didn't take advantage. So now, now they'll be going on the road, but I do think they're comfortably in. Let's see, Division Four select, Covenant Christian, they're sitting at number 20. So yeah, they're going to get in, uh, but had a chance to maybe get into the top 16 had they finished strong. Unfortunately, they were not able to do that, and they wrap up the regular season. One of the teams they may be facing, St. Edmund, who's number 12. So if St. Edmund moves a couple of spots or two, might be CCA trying to tackle that in amazing St. Edmund running back that we've seen the last couple of years. And in case you're just looking at the power rankings with the Tarpons, North Shore is 26, actually tied with, with South LaFouche, but they're ahead because they're strength of schedule. Uh, they're playing Slidell tonight, who was 31. Uh, both teams are 4-5. and five. That's that's a big game yeah, on the is. North Shore. That's a very big uh, game. North Shore wins it. They end. They lose. Slidell could maybe oh. make a little leap. Yeah. So Tarpon fans, you, I, I guess you're cheering for North Shore. Uh, because if Slidell wins, how far will North Shore drop? Man, I'm telling you, tonight cold. at midnight, Hunter, you better be securing some extra uh, servers for your website. Tonight, GoPreps is going to be live. Everybody around the state will be paying very, very close attention to that. Terrebonne moved down a spot last night based on some schedule stuff. Um, they are now at number 18. If the playoffs started today, Terrebonne would be traveling to take on East St. John again. Why wouldn't that be something? Yeah, I, I don't want to face... East St. John in the playoffs? Well, neither me, especially not when they're angry and coming off of three straight losses, but curious to see what the mood and the vibe of that one. How about this, though? People don't realize this, and Dre brought this up earlier in the week. Thibodeau, if they beat Destran tonight, is going to win the district championship. One loss, but they would have a head-to-head over Destran, and then who'd also have one? Thibodeau's playing for the district title tonight. With one less game? One less game, yeah, but they're in a game that they were losing in the second half. But, <laughs> yes. but well, hey, hey, fake it till you make uh, it, brother. Yeah. Hey, they got an opportunity to win the district championship tonight. Let's catch a break when we get back. We'll talk some tarpon cross country with Brendan Adams. It is play-by-play. We'll be right back after this. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne building materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system? 
called Dufresne Easy Buy. Come see us at DufresneLumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the Dufresne difference. Happy holidays, radio listeners. I'm District Attorney Christine Russell. I, along with everyone at the DA's office, wish you and your families a happy and healthy holiday season. As we gather with friends and family these next few weeks, please celebrate responsibly. Calvin Braxton Ford is your brand new car dealer in Lockport, Louisiana. They cannot wait for you to stop in and take a look at their big town inventory and small town prices. Schedule your test drive today and let one of their trained sales staff help you every step of the way. Their skilled management team ensures that you'll have a phenomenal experience, whether it be sales, service, parts, or financing. Ford, the number one brand in America. Stop by today at Calvin Braxton Ford, 5878 Highway 1 in Lockport. What's holding you back from learning the language you've always wanted to know? Too hard. Takes too long. Not with Babbel. Babbel's lessons take just 15 minutes a day. 15 minutes isn't long. Nope. And they're fun. So you don't realize you're learning a language, but you are. In three weeks, you're able to start having conversations. And Babbel's lessons are built around real life. And with Babbel, it isn't hard. It's It's perfect. perfect. Now try Babbel free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Welcome to New Wake Outfitters, located in Metairie, just east of Causeway Boulevard. Your one-stop fly shop and paddle sports dealer. Join us on November 11th for kayak demos and our new pool, casting demonstrations, raffle prizes, and a food truck. We have a new selection of functional and comfortable apparel from your favorite brands for the cooler weather. Our dedicated staff is here to provide you with the knowledge to make an informed purchase. Check out our exclusive brands, such as Rugged Road, Turtle Box, Overson, Old Town. Plus, New Canoe 2022 kayaks are all 20% off. No Wake Outfitters, 1926 Airline Drive in Metairie. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. My man Damien St. Pierre is busy today. We were not able to get him, unfortunately. If LSU beats Alabama on Saturday, we're going to have him on Monday. <laughs> Brian. Oh, I'm sick. <laughs> I'll be sick. Let's go to the phone lines uh, for the last time today. We have South LaFouche, uh assistant cross-country coach, Coach Brendan Adams on the line. Coach, good afternoon, buddy. How we doing? Hey, good afternoon. Doing great. Doing great. How about y'all? Doing fine, bro. Look, it's been one heck of a cross-country year for the Tarpons. You guys win the district championship and then go to regionals, win the regional championship. We're so proud of you guys, man. Tell us about the season. Oh, thank you. Um, so, yeah, it is. Since me and Coach Zach have been starting, uh, this is definitely our most successful season by far. Uh, this is our fourth meet um, that, we, that we get the win on. And the guys are hungry. They're ready to go for another one. You know, the thing that stands out the most is, you know, I get the um, the the sheets at the end of the you know race with the results. And, you know, it's not like it's senior, 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 senior. You guys got a bunch of really young kids that are contributing. And, boy, the future looks awfully bright, as bright as the present, doesn't it? Oh, yes, sir. We're only going to be losing uh, two starting uh, varsity seniors, uh, Cesar Gonzalez and uh, John Harrington. So the, the team's still real young. Uh, our best runner right now is, is still just a sophomore. So Josh Gidry, he's he's been running real hard, real fast. So we're ready. 
That Gedry family is a family of runners, bro. I know they've got the two brothers on the squad, man. Like, some kids just have it in them. Those kids have it in their blood, man. Oh, yeah. The, the whole family still runs. Even, even the grandpa, Mr. Scott, he's, he's still running. He still runs in 5K, so it's in their blood. Yeah, for sure, dude. Look, tell us a little bit about Cesar Gonzalez. We talk a lot about him on Friday nights because he's the tarpon kicker, and he's had such a wonderful season doing that. But last week, they tried a fake extra point, and like he's shaking guys and making guys miss getting into the end zone. People don't realize he's not just a kicker. He's a great athlete. He's a great runner for you all in the winter. He's going to be a great soccer player. Like Good all-around athlete, man. Oh, yeah. Cesar excels in everything he does. I taught him a couple years back, and straight-A student. Uh, he's a great runner. He's a great kicker. He's a phenomenal soccer player. He, he's just talented all around. Mr. Zach told me um, about, oh, two, three weeks ago, he said, hey, when we first started, could barely fill out the team, you know, five or six kids. Now we've got a full varsity squad, a full JV squad. Like, talk about that effort of building that program up and getting those numbers. You guys have done a wonderful job building that thing up. Right. We, we're trying to get it back to how it once was with Coach Joey. Uh, you know, we like like you said, we started out, we just barely had five when we started, but once the once the kids are seeing that we're starting to excel, and you know, mostly it's, it's really the kids. They they go out and they tell their friends, and oh, I want to do that. You know, that everybody wants to do it once we start winning. So, you know, the the kids are the ones that are really building it. They they they're the ones. You know. How important is it that you guys in cross country, especially, do some things to make this fun? Because man, look, in, in August, especially this past summer. It, go and tell the kids, hey, let's go run three miles, and it's 100 degrees outside, and the heat index is 115. Like, that's not the most attractive thing to do. So how important is it that you guys do some team building and some different things to make it fun for those guys and gals? Right. Like, like you said, it, it, whew, it's terrible during the summer and the early early school months. So we try to make some workouts um, fun with, like, you know, something like a chase the rabbit where they, they have a goal in front of them. It's not just oh monotonous running all the time, you know. You try to you try to give them some sort of incentive, some sort of challenge in front of them, so they they're not just thinking about the heat. I asked uh, Bryn Kelso this one time. She was a really really good cross country runner and long distance runner at Vanderbilt. She's now running at the next level, and I would always ask her, I "said Bryn, throughout the course of the year, how do you motivate yourself?" And and she often said, "Well." Every race, I'm racing against myself. I'm racing against my last time. Talk about that, man. For the kid that maybe is going to finish 10th or 15th in the race, they're not going to finish first, but they could still better their previous time and almost like beat their previous best. I'm sure that's got to be something you guys are always trying to do. Yes, sir. So normally, you know, if a sport like this, cross country or, or even track, you know, it's a numbers game. So you could look at what you ran. You know, it doesn't matter what team you go against. You can look at what you ran the meet before and try to see it, say, you know, well, next meet I'm going to run 10 seconds faster or five seconds faster, whatever. You could always push yourself. You know, it's not just, you know, team versus team. You, you can push yourself in, in that aspect. Last question we got for you. When is state and how many tarpon runners are going to be going out there, brother? So we got state's going to be uh, Monday the 13th. So not this Monday, but next at Natchitoches. Um, and we got seven boys. The whole varsity team made it. And we got two girls. We got Bailey Day, 
and Gethsemane Diaz for the girls that are going to be going out there. Amazing stuff, man. Thanks so much for the time. We'll chat soon, okay? All right. Thank you very much. Yep. There's Coach Adams with Tarpon Cross Country doing a wonderful job. They have just had an amazing season. And, you know, he was – I know you were you stepped out for a second to go handle some, some radio business. Uh, he was telling me, like, the things that they got to do to keep the kids motivated to train in August when it's a 115-degree heat index. Um, kids put in the time, put in the work, and now they're enjoying and reaping the benefits of that success. Yeah, look, a lot of people don't know that these uh, athletes and coaches are there sometimes at 5 or so in the morning uh, when it's hot to get workouts in before school. In the summertime, they, they're working. So, yeah, it, it's a tough job to motivate uh, hey, let's go uh, run three or four miles. Yeah, unbelievable, <laughs> man. But, yeah, they, they do a great job, and uh, the, the program's uh, on its way back up. So um, a little bit of breaking news, and I'm not going to talk a whole lot about this because I don't know a whole lot about it yet, and this is actual breaking news. This is not me that's about to scream it's game day into the microphone again. Good. <laughs> Michigan is reportedly – in possession of documents that could link the private investigators behind the sign-stealing scandal back to Ohio State. So it looks like Ohio State is who turned in Michigan for all of this stuff. Um, this thing gets uglier and uglier by the day. It's to the point where now there's some college football analysts who are saying that before the year ends, they're going to make Michigan playoff ineligible, which would be huge. Um, this thing gets ugly, and it feels like it might be their biggest rivals, the Ohio State University, who actually turned them in. But well, <laughs> I think that rivalry matchup's going to yeah. be a little bit more hot and heavy this coming season. My goodness. Um, but you think the NCAA would act that quick? This thing's getting bad, man. Like, there's some people that are saying they might fire Harbaugh in the middle of the year. Like, apparently, some of the things that I don't know if you saw, um, he's actually at Central Michigan now. He was the old Florida coach, McIlwain. Uh, apparently, some of the cheating went on um, when Central Michigan was playing a conference school to Michigan. And he said, you know, hey, look, I personally went through every one of the media credentials. The name of that coach was not on any of them. So, like, he's making up an alias and getting media passes and going on the sideline. This thing's that's, ugly. That's ridiculous. This thing that, is ugly. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're, I think that, that hammer could potentially fall. Let's catch a break when we get back. we got to talk about LSU and Alabama, right? Uh, a little more than 24 hours from now, the Tigers are making the trip to Tuscaloosa. And I'll give some thoughts. And then at the bottom of the show, we'll get our weekend predictions. We'll be right back after this. It's play-by-play. Hi, I'm Chad Boudreau, owner-president of Joe Septic Contractors. One of the real joys of the holiday season is the opportunity to say thank you and to wish everyone a happy holiday and New Year filled with wealth, happiness, and prosperity. From the staff of Joe Septic and the entire Boudreaux family. Hey, Louisiana, how are you stopping litter? In Terrebonne Parish, we put our trash in a bag and never out the car window. In Bienville, we bag it, tie it, and put a lid on it. We keep litter out of our lakes in Lafayette. And in Calcasieu Parish, we keep our roads clean by clearing out our truck beds and securing our loads. We need every person in every parish to stop littering and keep Louisiana beautiful. For more litter prevention tips, visit LetLouisianaShine.org. Sponsored by the Louisiana Lieutenant Governor's Office and Keep Louisiana Beautiful. All your auto repairs for your first car should be Detroit's Paint and Body Shop. Located on Highway 3235 in LaRose. They're established since 1997. Detroit's Paint and Body Shop is family-owned and operated. 
These sell parts and repair all makes and models of vehicles. Trust Pete Body Shop honors all insurance estimates. Go by and see their trusted team of technicians for all your auto needs. Trust me. Troy's Paint and Body Shop, 985-693-4133. That's 985-693-4133. Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Galdano. Chris Jericho rocking out, rock star and professional wrestling star. We welcome you back to Play by Play. Yeah, we were just chatting during the commercial break, and we came back earlier when Casey started dancing. That's what I can't enough music. Our broadcast tonight of South Lafourche and Vanderbilt is sponsored in part by Dufresne Building Materials, Advanced Eye Institute, State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios, State Bank and Trust Company, Golden Motors, Joe Septic Contractors, Grandal Shipyard. Troy's Paint and Body Shop, the Blue Boot Foundation, and Lady of the Sea General Hospital. We'll go live around 6.30, and we'll have South Lafourche and Vanderbilt tonight. Huge, 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 well, or as our former president would say, huge game um, tonight between the Tarpons and the Terriers. Um, but there's also a big old college football game tomorrow that a lot of folks are interested in. LSU taking on Alabama out in Tuscaloosa. Uh, the Tigers are going to be without several defensive backs. I don't think any of those guys were good anyway. They weren't playing very good football either way. But it is going to be a bunch of freshman defensive backs now going into Tuscaloosa. Alabama opened as a six-point favorite. They're now a three-point favorite over under 61.5. Nick Saban has called the LSU offense the best in the country. Brian Kelly said yesterday Alabama is the most improved offense in the country. They're getting better and better every week. Um, I think this matchup is very simple. If LSU could protect Jaden Daniels, give him a fairly clean pocket, I think the Tiger wide receivers are going to win down the field and LSU will be able to score. If LSU could get a running game going with Logan Diggs and maybe even mix some Daniels in there, I think LSU's offense will be able to move the ball. And it really, to me, comes down to, as it and, and my, my buddy Richard Fisher, i got to give him the assist for this. He's the one who explained it to me this way, and it makes perfect sense. I said last night the key for LSU is to not give up big plays down the field in the pass game because I said to him, Rich, if, if Alabama's offense is on the field for 15 plays, Milrow's going to do something to screw it up. Then he replied back, well, if LSU's defense is on the field for 15 plays, they're probably going to screw something up too, either busted coverage or whatever it may be. So whichever 
team communicates better in that matchup there? Can LSU keep everything in front? Can they stop the run? Can they get some pressure on Milrow? Brian Kelly said yesterday it's going to be the number one key to the game. He didn't talk about his defensive backs. He didn't talk about Jaden Daniels. He said the number one key to the game is we've got to make the pocket shrink for Milrow. we got to put him under pressure because the LSU staff believes that if Milrow's stuck in the pocket under pressure, he's going to throw some into the ground. He's going to throw some to the DBs. And that's where you can maybe get Alabama. That's going to be a big key. Can that Pete Jenkins defensive line get home a couple of times and make things uncomfortable for Milrow and Alabama? Look, a lot of people are not talking about this. If Alabama can run the football and not have Milrow drop back and, and try and throw the football, if they can run the football at LSU and have long drives and keep the ball away from Jaden Daniels and that offense, that that's Alabama's formula right there to uh to win the game. It's gonna be up in the trenches if they can move that line uh the line of scrimmage and and run the football with the Tigers. I, I, that's gonna help. All year long, I've said that Alabama should run the ball more, and Tommy Reese for whatever reason just doesn't do it. Is he disciplined enough to stick to that as the plan all game? It's like, man, there are times where I watch Alabama. I said it against Texas A&M. I said it against Arkansas where you get some leads and game should be over, but they let opponents back in it because it's incomplete, incomplete, incomplete punt. Uh, can they commit to that for the full 60 minutes? Are they going to be disciplined and patient enough to do that? Well, they had two weeks to look at it and, and see and see if it can go. Look, uh, our quarterback's not the – sharpest tool in the shed okay no. uh, uh let's try and limit what he has to do if you put the game on Milro's shoulders and who knows what's gonna happen you know I, that's what <laughs> coach Gitro was talking about a coin flip but yeah that's a coin flip he drops back you don't know what's gonna happen with, with him so what's wrong with Nick Saban dude you saw him yesterday look at that eye somebody knocked him out like That was him yesterday. Like somebody punched him in the face, right? Or he's got a pink eye or something. Something's going on there. One of his eyes is like closed shut. Dad, he might have been peeing on the side of the road. <laughs> something was going on there. <laughs> well, so yeah, keep an eye out on that. Saban's got like a black eye right now. Um, Style or something. Or... Malik Neighbors has been such a weapon for LSU this season. He's already approaching a thousand yards, receiving fifty-six catches, nine touchdowns. Brian Thomas has eleven touchdowns, seven hundred and thirty-two yards. Um. I don't think coming off of a bye that Nick and the defense are going to just let Neighbors and Thomas run free. I think LSU is going to have to get Kyron Lacey, Mason Taylor, Hilton, throw the ball to the backs out of the backfield, Josh Williams, Logan Dix. Josh Williams had a huge game against Alabama last year. I think it's going to have to be somebody else stepping up because I could see the game plan for the Tide being, all right, we're not letting Neighbors and Thomas beat us. Somebody else will. And it's going to be up to Daniels to go through those progressions and hit some of those ancillary players. Someone in that receiving core is going to have to step up. Selfishly, as a local guy, I'm hoping it's Kyron Lacey, but if it's Mason Taylor or Hilton or whoever, I think a third man's going to have to step up because Alabama's not going to just let neighbors catch 12 passes for 200 yards. That, I mean, that's not happening. And I think I read a stat somewhere is where Alabama is the fourth highest team that that's that their quarterback was sacked yes yes uh they asked brian kelly about this um 
actually yesterday at his, his uh, pre-traveling press conference as they were about ready to leap to head out. Um, he said Alabama, he thinks Alabama's offensive line is really good. He said earlier in the year the quarterbacks were so indecisive that they were getting sacked and it was not necessarily bad blocking. I don't know that I necessarily agree with that. I watched him play South Florida. It was bad blocking at some, at some times. Um, but yeah, if LSU could get home, if Mason Smith and Perkins and you know the guys that are going to be rushing the quarterback can make Milrow uncomfortable. But here's the thing. Milrow at the beginning of the year wasn't good in any situation. Now he has grown to where if he's comfortable, he can make some plays. He can make some throws. He uh, runs and, and does some things with his legs. It's when he's uncomfortable and when things break down that he becomes a little bit of a loose cannon. It's going to be a matter of whether or not LSU could physically make him uncomfortable enough to exploit some of those weaknesses. And over the summer, we talked about it, and I was concerned. I said Alabama's going to have to run the football to have success, and they struggled, and you're right. They don't they don't stay committed to the run no. game, and they're so inconsistent. They can come out one drive and just run the ball right in wide open lanes to run through. Then the next series they can come and, and uh, have a negative plate, and after that they kind of get away from it. But, uh, yeah, the offensive line for Alabama is, I think, going to be key up front. And if LSU's defense can can stop the run, and Alabama, when they're on defense, you got to contain Daniels. You can't let him get out the pocket and run. You're going to have to keep him inside, and hopefully if you're Alabama, you can come from the weak side maybe and, and get a few sacks on him. So that'll be uh, tomorrow, 6.45. Uh, Nichols has a huge game tomorrow that you'll be able to hear on ESPN 100.3. I'll be calling that one. The Colonel's taking on Incarnate Word. That's at three. Huge conference game. Um, got a chance to really grab the conference by the throat tomorrow in that one. Um, did you see the the gossip surrounding Michael Pratt, Tulane quarterback? Nope. Um, reportedly, and this is according to some NFL scouts and some different people, uh, Michael Pratt's NFL draft grade, should he go pro at the end of this season's like third or fourth round, you know, middle round. Reportedly, Michael Pratt, the two-lane quarterback, is pondering entering the portal in the offseason, trying to transfer to a Power 5 school with the idea of, hey, if I show them that I could do this at the highest level, I could maybe be a first-round pick. That would be unfortunate, right? Like, Tulane might lose their starting quarterback to Ole Miss, or I, I don't I'm just making up a school. Um I don't like that the smaller schools are just becoming minor league form systems for the big schools. I, I, I wish that that wouldn't be the reality, but it looks like Pratt at the end of the year might be trying to play up and go to a bigger school. Well, see if he plays up and see what happens. If he plays up and he pees down his leg, then he might not get drafted at all. Exactly. So that's, a, um, that's certainly a risk that he's going to have to be willing to take, but it looks like um, that might be where he's trying to go. Uh, they ha- they have a game against East Carolina tomorrow. Shouldn't be a whole lot of drama. East Carolina is one and seven. Um, but I say that Tulane's blown big leads both of the last two weeks and have made games interesting. So hopefully the Wave are able to clean up tomorrow and have a more comfortable Saturday afternoon. And, and if uh, let's say Tulane hires a new AD, Willie Fritz is not really comfortable. If he leaves. You want to see people leave in the program? There's going to be a mass exodus, yes. um, a mass exodus. And that's why, if I were the university president, I'm telling Willie Fritz, yo, Willie, who you want? <laughs> um, and let's get somebody who you're going to have a good relationship with. Let's try to make this thing work because you're right. If Fritz goes, um, I think a lot of that roster might be going with him, and then it could be 
a really tough situation for whoever that first-year head coach might be. Also in college athletics, tomorrow we've got A&M and Ole Miss, Notre Dame and Clemson. Uh, Army and Air Force will be a good one if you're into that kind of thing. Missouri and Georgia, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Um, Tulane, East Carolina, Kansas and Iowa State, Purdue and Michigan, Washington and USC, Coach Prime taking on Oregon State. So, yeah, it's a loaded schedule, a very, very loaded schedule, and we will see uh, how it all shakes out very quickly. Who you got, USC, Washington? Well, Washington, USC's not going to get a stop the the entire game. Yeah, I'm going uh, I'm going Washington. Um, my guy James Harden opened up his uh, – Opened up his mouth yesterday. <laughs> um, did you see what he said about his time in Philadelphia? No. Um, I actually agree with him because, you know, I'm a fanboy. Um, of course. But he said that boy. playing in Philadelphia felt like he was on a leash. Um, he said... They changed my role, which the media felt is me being ball dominant, but my ball dominance is really effective. They changed my role. They tried to change the narrative. They're trying to get me to sacrifice and do whatever it takes at the highest level, but that's all BS. And he said, um, I'm not a system player. I am a system in and of myself. (laughs) Um, Then he also did clarify and say, hey, look, man, I'm not worried about scoring titles. I'm not worried about all-star appearances. I just want to win the championship. I'm going to do whatever it takes. Um, then keep your mouth closed. Let's say, yeah, throwing Doc Rivers all the way under the bus. Uh, he makes his debut Monday. It'll be a lot of fun to see how that works. It's an it's, it's a science experiment, right? Um, I think the Clippers needed a better point guard. They got maybe the best. Uh, so we'll see. It's a science experiment. While we're talking NBA, I don't care that they won. There we go. I don't care that they're four and one. The Pelicans are showing everybody in Louisiana why we shouldn't get excited about them and their prospects over the long haul. They win yesterday 125-116 to against a a terrible Pistons team. Zion Williamson out resting. Five games into the year, resting. Brandon Ingram still out with a sore knee that apparently is going to get reevaluated. So here we go, This, this... Day-to-day, two-to-three-game injury is going to end up lingering, as it always does. And to me, as I was looking at this, and by the way, Matt Ryan was a great preseason pickup. He had six three-pointers last night, 20 points. He's been incredible for New Orleans in their win last night. But I think that you're either about it or you're not. And I see, and it was the second night of a back-to-back last night for New Orleans, so it's not uncommon for some stars to rest in those situations. But First week. It's the first week of the season. 32-year-old C.J. McCollum was out there playing. He played both halves of the back-to-back. So why can't 23-year-old Zion Williamson do the same? What are we protecting him from? What? Why? Are, why is he not out there? Why does he need the rest? Is he chronically injured and physically can't play 82 games? If so, we should probably know that. If so, you probably shouldn't have given him a $200 million contract. Out for rest purposes yesterday. and Unbelievable. And he's doing it to the home crowd. Yeah. People are paying to see him play. And Oh, I I, got to rest. 
Zion, I watched the game against Oklahoma City earlier this week. You rest a lot during the game on defense. Mm -hmm. Defense for you is a rest stop. Um, I'm sorry, bro. They're 4-1. They did win. They're off to a good start to the year. There's a lot of stuff not to like um, with that roster, man. I, I don't I don't dig the whole, oh, bro, I, got, I need to take a break. We, 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 we've been playing for a week. A week and a season, and you need to rest, and you're going to rest on your home court with your home fans who are paying good money to support your butt. So here's the thing, all right? I'm going to announce right now, Truck Andrea Chris, if you are listening, Every third show I need off, I'm resting. But y'all still got to pay me, right? Because that's the thing. That's the thing that bothers me. His game check ain't going to be shrunk by one game. But, oh, I I need a break. I need a rest. Break, man. That's, that's, That's the reason why Golden State's still better than you. That's the reason why the Suns are going to be better than you. That's the reason why the Clippers are going to be better than you. That's the reason why, no matter what the record says, because we did this crap last year. In December, they were first place. Oh, first place in the conference. I was the only one saying, hey, I don't give a damn about that. I know how this is going to end. I'm not excited, and I'm not going to be excited until I see them healthy in April and May, whenever it matters the most. Yeah, and it'll get, it all goes back to leadership, and it's not Willie Green's fault. It's beyond that. Above him, with the New Orleans organizations, both of them is leadership. And it's the same Lacking. guy. The same guy, Mickey Loomis. Trying to run both teams. Um, let's catch a break. When we get back, I'll get you some weekend predictions. We got a lot of fun things to talk about. It's play by play. We're wrapping things up here on KLEB. Education, prevention, care. The Terrebonne General Community Sports Institute was recognized by the Louisiana Athletic Trainers Association with the President's Award for Excellence in Health and Safety. With a passion for ensuring the well-being of over 23,000 student-athletes and covering 1,400 sports events annually, our athletic trainers are dedicated to providing the best care in sports medicine. Discover more about Terrebonne General Community Sports Institute at tghealthsystem.com. Great news, home of businesses, we're here. We are Rev, a telecommunications provider with powerful solutions and unmatched local support. We've been bringing Louisiana people, businesses, and culture together for 85 years. Our fiber network delivers superior internet, phone, and security. It's big business technology with small business personal service. For a limited time, get up to $300 off business services. Visit us at letsrev.biz to get up to $300 off. Maritime Safety Solutions, LLC, specializes in portable fire extinguisher sales, inspection, and service. They provide tests of CO2 fire suppression, NOVAC systems, fire detection systems, water mist systems, and safety relief valves on marine vessels. Conveniently located minutes away from Port Fouchon. Our service technicians have a dependable reputation by outstanding service to the marine industry. Stop by Maritime Safety Solutions, LLC, 14626 West Main Street, Cutoff, or call 985-632-7233. Fago Funeral Homes wants to say that the end of the year brings no greater joy than the opportunity to express season's greetings to you and yours. May your holiday be filled with joy and happiness. Fago Funeral Home, caring you can count on. 
Absolute Fitness wants to welcome our community to come back and check us out. You'll discover an amazing environment and a friendly and welcoming staff at Absolute Fitness. We have a 12,000 square foot facility with all new top-of-the-line equipment, new saunas, an amazing smoothie bar, personal trainers, and much, much more. Absolute Fitness offers many types of very competitive memberships along with a dual membership with our proud partner, CrossFit Brackish. Absolute Fitness at 17092 West Main Street, Galdano. Welcome back to Play by Play. We've got one more segment to go. We want to thank Chandler. We want to thank Coach Dennis Skeins, uh, Chandler Gitros, that is, Dennis Skeins, and also Brendan Adams for their time today. We want to thank you all for your time today. Um, got some weekend predictions. The first weekend prediction that I'll give is I think the Dolphins are going to beat the Chiefs on Sunday morning. And the reason for that is the Chiefs have been fighting like this flu bug, right? You know, they lost to Denver on Sunday and didn't have any time to like rest or recoup. They got straight on a on a bird and flew on out to Europe, and they're going to be playing an early game. And I don't know. I just don't like a team that has the flu that had to fly across country. I think the Dolphins' weapons are going to be too much. Give me Miami over Kansas City tomorrow. Another weekend prediction, I think the Saints are going to put it on the Bears. I think at home the Bears just don't have, A, any interest to win. B, don't have any talent to win either way, even if they were interested in it. I'm going with the Saints to get a comfortable win in the Dome over the Chicago Bears. Um I think Joe Burrow and the crew are going to stay hot. I think that they're going to beat Buffalo on Sunday. Remember that they're playing Buffalo. That's going to be a rematch from the DeMar Hamlin game, right? DeMar Hamlin, that was against Cincinnati where he had the cardiac arrest during the game. Uh, I think that Burrow and the Bengals are getting hot at the right time. Tony Romo did such a wonderful job explaining uh, on the broadcast last week why Joe Burrow is healthier now and, and some of the things he's able to do because he's healthier now. They're able to go under center more. They're able to do some things to help make him a little more mobile. I think Cincinnati's peaking at the right time. In the NFL, ugh, I think the Eagles are going to beat the Cowboys on Sunday. If this were in Dallas, I think Dallas would have a far better opportunity. Cowboys don't bring their show on the road very well. They lost to Arizona on the road, lost to the 49ers on the road, beat the Chargers on the road, but that was like a home game. The fans were 100% Dallas out there in Los Angeles. I think the Eagles are going to take care of business and beat my Cowboys. In college football. <sighs> Uh-oh. I think Alabama's going to beat LSU tomorrow. I don't trust LSU defensive backs. You're facing a team that has such a good vertical passing game, and you got three true freshmen back there. Uh, I, Alabama's going to get enough stops. I think Alabama's going to beat LSU tomorrow. I think Ole Miss and Lane Kiffin. They're going, they're going to beat Texas A&M, put Jimbo Fisher even more on the hot seat. I think Ole Miss is going to beat A&M. I think Dabo Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers are going to drop to 4-5. and five. I don't see it with Clemson. They are bad. They're home tomorrow against Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame is going to stomp a mud hole in them. I think George is going to stomp a mud hole in Missouri. And a game that a lot of folks don't realize is kind of like the SEC East Championship game in a lot of ways. If Missouri wins that game, they would be in first place and they would be in control of their destiny. Going to Georgia, I think Georgia's going to put it on him. Mike Gundy, I got an upset for you. I think Mike Gundy and Oklahoma State will beat Oklahoma tomorrow. Oklahoma lost to Kansas last week. 
Not a huge um, buyer of what they're selling out there. I think that Oklahoma State got a chance to get a win. Coach Prime and Colorado are going to go down. Oregon State's going to beat them. Um, Washington, I think, is going to beat USC. Um, too much Penix. US, USC doesn't have any defense. I think that um, that Washington is going to defend their top ranking and get a win in that one. High school tonight. Uh, let's see. I'll go assumption to beat South Terrebonne. I already told you I think E.D. White's going to beat St. James decisively. Um, I'm going to go Terrebonne to bounce back and beat Hanville. I'll say that maybe a little reluctantly. I think they're going to bounce back at home and beat Hanville. Um, I'm not going to pick South Lafouche and Vanderbilt. I, I'm calling the game. That's unethical, as Kirk Kerbstreet would say. He doesn't pick the game. All right, big dog. Um but then, look, I'm going to talk out the other side of my face. I think Incarnate Word is going to beat Nichols tomorrow, and I'm calling that game but making a Hey, pitch. no. <laughs> hey. Incarnate Word's got too much offense. At home in San Antonio, I think they'll beat the Colonels. I think it'll be a good ball game, but I think that they'll beat the Colonels. Um, in the NBA this weekend, um, who the Pels play? The Pels play tomorrow, I believe. Let me see. Pelicans are back in action against the Hawks. They ain't beating the Hawks tomorrow at home. I think the Ingram's still going to be out. Zion should be back, but I think the Hawks are going to beat them. I can't wait for Monday to watch my guy get back into the lineup, but I, that's not a weekend prediction. Um, but that's pretty much all I got. Last night, did you watch Thursday night football? The Steelers got a 20-16 to win over the Tennessee Titans. Um, Kenny Pickett, 19 of 30, 160 yards and a touchdown. Najee Harris got into the end zone. The Steelers, the Steelers look terrible. Like the eye test would they tell win. you that they're not good, but they're five and three, man. Like Mike Tomlin just wins close games every week. Um, now they got Green Bay coming up next week. They'll be favored to win that. They might be six and three. Um, Dan Graziano on ESPN.com, I see his headline here, and it, it makes perfect sense. The headline reads The Steelers are good at nothing except winning the game. Yeah. <laughs> Tomlin is uh, so underrated, man. Like he's never had a losing season, and they just gutted one out last night against Tennessee. Yeah, look, I I love watching him coach. He uh, on the sideline, especially when he's mic'd up. At times, it's uh, they they win. Uh, he he he's doing something right. He's been there a very long time, and he's been consistent. And everyone, all the Steelers are down this year. They they going down. No, <laughs> yeah, okay. not so fast. Now, with all of that having been said, I think Tennessee has found their guy. Um, Will Levis came in in the middle of the game last week against Atlanta and was really good. And then now he came on a short week and started the game against a really good Steeler defense. He went 22 of 39, 262 yards. He did throw an interception on the last play, but he was just kind of heaving it into the end zone trying to make something happen. Um it's crazy. Bryce Young was the number one pick in the draft. I don't think that he's the answer in Carolina. But you got guys like Stroud, who was picked a couple picks later, and then even Levis, who was a second-round pick, who are looking like some of the better rookies. I think Will Levis is the real deal. He's looked really, really good so far. It's crazy how if you can fit in a certain system to take advantage of your talents, How uh, it's crazy how that works. Are my Cowboys going to beat Philly? I already said no. I don't think so. I think they will. Think so? Yeah, I... it's a big game for Dak Prescott, man. He's got to he's got to win one of these at some point. He was terrific last week. Um, I want to see if the Dallas defense could could slow down the Philly offense because 
Dallas has what I call bully defense. If they're facing a bad offense, oh, yeah, we'll sack you 10 times. We'll get four interceptions. But the good offenses, they don't have as much success. Um, Jalen Hurts this year leads the NFL in turnovers. He's got eight uh, interceptions. He's fumbled several times. Um, I want to see if Dallas's defense can maybe make a statement. But, look, really, and honestly, Dallas should beat them because the Eagles, it's like something's off with them right now. With Hurts, they, they're saying he may be hurt, and uh, just something is off with them. This, this would be the time to to get them. If they don't get them now, when? Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, did you see what Victor Winawamba did last night? Yes. Oh, my God. We've got a problem on our hands in the NBA. Um, the Spurs beat the Suns a couple nights ago on kind of a fluke. The Suns are winning the game late. They inbound to Kevin Durant. The guy for the Spurs tackles Kevin Durant, steals the ball. They don't call foul. They go make the layup or whatever the Spurs win at the end. I'm thinking last night in the rematch, okay, the Suns are going to beat the hell out of them. They get Devin Booker back. Um, Victor Winawamba in just his fifth professional game, 38 points, 10 rebounds, 15 of 26 shooting, 3 of 6 from the three-point line, 5 of 6 from the free-throw line, two blocks, uh, two assists, and a steal. I'll be the first to admit I wasn't the biggest believer that this guy would come in and be a star. I'll be the first to admit I'm dead wrong. This dude could go, man. He's he's very efficient on defense. He's so long, so he could sag off of you but still recover and put a hand in your face on the shot. Um, I could see why Greg Popovich signed the four- or five-year extension in the offseason. I would want to be a part of that dude for the next four or five years, too. That guy's unbelievable. Yeah, look, he's getting very comfortable where he's at, and he's starting to do something he hasn't done earlier. He's starting to attack the glass. and Had some big dunks last yeah, night. Yeah, when he gets the ball in the lane, just get out of his way. How you stop him? Seven foot four, 210-pound. They list him as a center. He's not a center. He's like a small forward. Like It's crazy how the game has changed in that way, man. You would have never seen this uh, 15, 20 years ago, but that's where we are. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening. Just to reiterate, the South of Rouge game is happening tonight. I yes. see some people in social media. Oh, school's canceled. Yes. We will be live at 630. Um, tonight's going to be a fun night. Uh, it's going to be a fun night for the Tarpons and Terriers. It's going to be a fun night for everybody around the state. Two good football teams playing. Absolutely. Tomorrow, Sports Corner will be live in Chack Bay. Uh, we're going to be at the fairgrounds supporting Thibodeau High Baseball. Tune in at 10 o'clock. Y'all have a wonderful rest of the day. God bless. Love you guys.